0: You, my friend, have made a great choice by selecting this podcast. And there are other great choices, like the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, waiting for you at TravMarketMedia.com.
1: Hello and happy Rerun Day Monday. These episodes released on Mondays are throwbacks to the past episodes of Travel Radio podcast. You may even hear them mentioned as Travel Agent Interview, as that's what the first 75, maybe, I don't know, 50 episodes were under Travel Agent Interview. Uh, But these episodes are some of the ones that I thought were really valuable and that had great content, but that you may not want to scroll back or even be able to scroll back in your podcast player 150 or 200 episodes. So I'm going to rerun some things that I think are amazing and that the guests are worth listening to. And that could be a resource to you, the travel planner. Or even if you are a traveler listening and you want to find a travel planner or had not considered using one, you might find someone with a great knowledge base that could help you get on your next expedition, cruise, honeymoon, gal pal getaway, I don't know, whatever it is you're looking for. I hope that you find it on Travel Radio Podcast and that you... um, yeah, that you all recommend this to a friend and leave a review if you have a moment. It really helps me personally um, as far as the podcast getting found in the search engines. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day and enjoy. Welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. This is Megan Chappa, host of the podcast, formerly Travel Agent Interview, uh, recently renamed and with some great success. So thank you everyone for listening in. Today on the program, I am privileged to have back both Valerie Gossett and Sherry Cavilland for a special ship inspection report of the Norwegian bliss and what consumers can expect there. Ladies, will you quick take a minute to introduce yourselves? You've been on the program before each, but for people that haven't heard those episodes, uh, let's just, would you give us a quick introduction on yourselves? Valerie first and then Sherry.
0: Uh, My name is Valerie Gonsett. I'm the owner of Premier Resources Travel, and we work with clients uh, for getaways, uh, not only on
1: cruises, but uh, throughout the world. Sherry, would you take a moment to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. I'm Sherry Cavillan from Elegant Escapes Travel and uh, my company's located in South Florida. We're located conveniently by uh, several cruise ports. However, I do land and see.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you, girls. Now, Sherry, can you tell us about how big this ship is as far as cruise ships go?
2: Well, it's interesting because on the last day, we walked it end-to-end, end, my husband and I, because we wanted to catch anything we hadn't seen. And I got the sense, although it's a big ship, we're used to thinking of the mega ships from the Royal family, which are like 5,600 cabins. And these guys are about 4,000. So it seemed although very big and a lot going on in a lot of private areas, it was more manageable. Mm-hmm. So I believe that their passenger capacity is about... Um, 4,000 passengers, and there there are 17 decks, but several of the upper decks are for the entertainment and fun uh, fun bathing and lounging area.
1: Oh, wonderful! Valerie, would you tell us um, who is the audience, that and demographic that Norwegian is hoping to appeal to with this new ship? Well, with the
0: Norwegian Bliss. This is definitely a multi-generational ship. So mm-hmm. it will appeal to not only adults, but to children as well and, and teenagers. So uh, the family uh, is a is demographic that they're going for. But I would say multi-generational from the grandparents uh, to the couple to children.
1: Is there a casino on the ship?
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> interesting. Um, what they did with the casino, and that is – I happen to be allergic to cigarette smoke. So it's very hard for me on some of these ships to walk through areas with heavy smoke. Mm -hmm. So what they did, uh, they had, they didn't put like a little corner that's just for non-smokers where the smoke drifts over. They actually enclosed a section for the smokers. So you, you can still get a little whiff of it when the doors open, but I was able to go to the casino and not have a problem at all. Oh,
1: that's really good. That's really good to know because, you know, sometimes you walk through Las Vegas or any of these other, you know, kind of land-based casinos, and it's just overpowering. So that's good to know.
0: Yes, I could still breathe. Yeah, I in.
2: I'm attic and it will bother me, but um, I even went over by, they have a uh, a cigar room uh, with a humidor next door, and I stood outside of it, taking a picture, of course, and until he opened a door to go in the back hallway, um, I smelled nothing. Oh, great. So um, they've done a good job. There.
1: Yeah, I, oh, I love a good HVAC system. I like to hear that it's working properly, so that's good. Um, now, Sherry, what about, you know, you, you, you walk onto the ship. What were your first impressions?
2: Well, Valerie and I have had the um, good fortune to have been invited on prior incarnations of this body mm-hmm. style, which would be the breakaway, the getaway, the escape, and now the bliss. And so it felt familiar to me because it looked the same, the, the signature crystal chandelier in the center of the atrium. A lot of that felt the same, but then as I wandered around, there were differentiations. Um, it has, uh, I have watched Norwegian evolve and I think that we'll speak to that in a minute about the evolution since Norwegian bought Oceana and Regent. And I, they were really looking to conquer three levels of of demographic, if you will. Um, Those are three totally different ships and totally different experiences. But I noticed the colors on this ship were more muted, um, the design more understated, Mm -hmm. the artwork was more prevalent. It was familiar and yet different.
1: All right, Valerie, what about you? As I walked around the ship, like Sherry
0: stated, it, it had uh, a very similar design, the chandelier in the middle that changes colors and whatnot. Um, but as you walk around with the muted tones and whatnot, it was a bit classier than their other ships. Uh, you know, with the different venues, uh, because they've added, they've changed some of the restaurants, uh, that was very welcome, and they have some special areas for adults only. Oh, nice. So I really felt, yes, I really felt that even, they're, that even though they're going for that multi-generational uh, group, that they really concentrated on areas not only that are just for children, but areas that are just for adults. So it was a,
1: a bit classier than their other ships. I think that's great because then, you know, everybody gets kind of, the part of the vacation that they hope for like mom and dads want to have a little bit of a date moment honeymooners probably just want that little away you know tucked away portion Mm -hmm. and then there's family areas so that sounds great yes definitely all right we talked a little bit about traditional Norwegian traits and then some things that were distinct to this ship is there anything that you've noticed that is a significant update or improvement that we should talk about
2: I did but if you
1: ask me it's always about the food <laughs> <laughs> we will do well we can we can go we can go to uh well let's let's quick talk about the itineraries of, of where the ship's supposed to go to and then we'll get to the to the dining Valerie do you want to talk a little bit about the itineraries sure there's going to be three distinct itineraries so it's going to
0: Start uh, for consumers. Uh, it's going to start in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will port in Seattle, and it will do a seven-night um, Seattle ground trip uh, through Alaska. Okay, that's and awesome. that starts right. That starts June, uh, the beginning of June, and then uh, it will go through mid-September. Then it will do uh, just uh, for a very short time. It will be in LA doing the Mexican Riviera. And it's going to the rest of the year be in Miami and that will do seven night Caribbean.
1: So have they released just one year's worth of itineraries or that's going to be kind of a cycle that they do?
0: Right now they have it through 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's going to do Alaska both 2018 and 2019. So for right now, this is the, uh,
1: this is what they plan through 2019. Excellent. Go ahead, Chair, were you going to say something?
2: I think what was really interesting is that they stated this ship was purpose-built for Alaska. And the one thing that was really stunning, the thing that I felt was most purpose-built was the observation lounge up on 15, and it's forward. And they've got these floor-to-ceiling windows that just give you views for days. And you can imagine it's very nice in the Caribbean watching the sunset there, but you can imagine coming through the glaciers Mm -hmm. with that kind of view, and it goes up to a second level, which is actually forward of the buffet dining area, and just everybody's privy to all those wide open views. But the other thing interesting, and again, not that it's always about food, except that it is, but Mm. also in that observation lounge, which – Various incarnations appear on the cruise ships. What's interesting is they put little, little food stations in there. So there's probably, uh, there's breakfast in the morning. I didn't see it, but, um, then there's lunch, snacks in the afternoon goes right into, you know, brie and stuff like that. Of course, the bar is up there, but it, it can be a place to, you know, have a, have a light afternoon snack and sit there and just watch the world go by. And that was something that they gave a lot of thought to when they, when they built the ship.
1: That sounds really good. Like I have to add to
0: that the observation lounge, this is one of the largest lounge areas I have ever seen on a ship. Um, you know, some of the Royal and Celebrity ships have these smaller observation areas and uh and it turns into a bar, you know, in, in the evening. But this wraps it's like a U. It wraps all the way around the forward part of the ship and
1: uh, lots of little areas to sit. That was, that was really fantastic.
2: And I guess that is something that's distinct from all the other ships in the family.
1: Yeah, that sounds nice. And it's not like they're just encouraging you to walk through. They, they want you to spend time there and mm-hmm. enjoy it. So that sounds fantastic. All right, Sherry, let's get to dining. You are our resident foodie on the ship, although when Matt's here, he gives us all a run for our money, but let's talk about how Norwegian does dining, and uh, we'll roll on from there.
2: Well, Norwegians claim to fame since the beginning, and it is a very young line in the global scope, but... Uh They've always been a trendsetter, but their their whole thing is freestyle cruising and freestyle dining, which means unlike many traditional cruise lines, you get an assigned dining time. Say that three times fast. An assigned dining time, usually early or late. And, of course, they have moved the mainstream and the not-so-mainstream lines over onto an anytime or my time scenario. With Norwegian, it's whenever you want, and that's their whole thing. You're free to do whatever you want. So, um, in addition, you, you have you have uh, three spe- included, um, inclusive dining venues on the ship: Taste and Savor, and of course the Manhattan Room, which have slightly different feels. And then also, um, there's a more or less sports bar where we had lunch the first day. The local and that's open 24 hours. But in oh, nice. addition to that, there's 10 specialty restaurants on board, and the specialty restaurants um, are varied in cuisine. They uh, vary in design. The, um, some of them we'll call concept restaurants, like uh, Food Republic, which takes uh, takes a nod to coming out of Miami, the Pub Belly Boys down there, uh, and you order on iPods and things. Now those those specialty restaurants uh, are do attract additional an additional cost. Um, however, that plays to the, uh, freestyle program that they have right now where you can pick two, quote, perks and one would be special, you know, for specialty dining experiences or the beverage package or whatever. So many people are taking, buying their crews and taking advantage of adding some additional dining options to their crews right up front and adding a beverage package right up front and prepaying those additional gratuities for that exceptional personal service up front. So, what is m- a- many, many options and not enough time to eat your way through them in two huh. days.
1: So, uh, so for example, what was, what is a, an, a, possibly an additional fee? Are we talking like $50 per plate, $20 per plate? How, how do we, or is it a la carte?
0: Uh, that typically is running $35 per person if you go to a specialty restaurant. Uh, however, there are some, uh, food venues that, uh, are outside of the main da- dining room that are not an extra cost. So, uh, but the, the cost is not prohibitive.
2: If you're talking about going to, like, for example, Cagney Steakhouse, and it would be equivalent to going to a place where they're serving you aged steak, like at a Capitol Grill or something, you know, to pay a $35 surcharge for a $100 meal, a $150 meal, it's, you know, it's, it's not prohibitive. And I think when you look at it as one of the perks, it's even less. But some of the other more concepty places, like for example, um, they're very proud of their what they're referring to as Tex Mex. They're the the Mexican um, Mexican restaurant on board that now uh, I noticed on their menu ha- had a la carte pricing. So we did not see this in practice because. It was so much going on so fast, but I believe that may not be a cover charge, but may instead be you can walk in and just order, you know, some tacos. And uh, I understand, and I didn't get to see it. Val might have, that they make the, the house-made guacamole and the mo- mocha hetze right at the table. But uh, that would be a visit for me next time.
1: So what about room <laughs> service on Norwegian? And in the state rooms, uh,
0: what they had on this particular ship is they had uh, – depending on what room category uh, they had, um, coffee pots. So I usually get room service in the morning so I can have my coffee brought to me, but here they did have coffee available in the room for you. Uh, so you wouldn't have to do that unless you you know, wanted uh, something extra besides that. They have a very basic menu for room service. If you want to get more, then there is a fee for that. Okay. And And most of the cruise lines are now charging for room service. That is a full breakfast.
1: Gotcha. Let's, now that oh, yeah. we've mentioned room service and, you know, we're talking about rooms, let's segue into staterooms. Valerie, let, this is kind of your area. Let's talk about staterooms. What were your first impressions? Well, I will say this. The, the, this
0: uh, class of ship, uh, they have what's called the Haven Suite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is like a little area all up to itself on on the, not only the bliss, but the breakaway, the getaway, and the escape, and the epic. And this is an area, it's, it's all suites. They have their own swimming pool area, uh, their own sun loungers, they have their own restaurant, they have their own lounge. If you wanted to, you could go ahead and be in the Haven Suites and never leave your room. I do have some guests that fail quite often uh, in the Haven Suites, and sometimes one person in the room stays in the Haven area. That's how um, how complete that section is. It's like a community all into itself. Now outside it's of the Haven. A suits, right, absolutely. Now outside of the Haven Suites, uh the one category that they have that really got my attention was the it was a family Ocean View Stateroom, mm. so if you're bringing a third or a fourth with you, uh, yep. much like on the Disney ships, they actually had the, the bed uh, for the parents, for the adults, so you have your large bed, and then they have, uh, it was very roomy, they have a, a little bit of room before the curtain, you can draw the curtain or leave it open, and then that's where they have like a desk area and bunk beds for oh, that nice. third or fourth individual. And that was very impressive because in the bathroom, in the family Ocean View they have a bathtub shower combination. So if you have little kids that like to take baths, they have that for the family. And also the sink area was the larger sink area, and uh, like you would get in a mini suite. So uh, now they don't have very many on the ship. So families who want that special, uh, that, that larger accommodation that says family on it, I would say they need to book ahead of time to make sure that they get a larger stateroom.
1: What about a family that has, a, uh, like a family of five? Well, you're
0: going to have to get two rooms. There really is just one cruise line, uh, that accommodates that. And I, and I, of, of the mass market cruise lines. And I, I just have to say, if you have a family of five, that's very crowded for one room. I agree. I definitely would say get two staterooms, put three in one, try and get them that connect again you have to book early if you want these special accommodations so connecting rooms on the ship
1: gotcha now um this ship has some new additions that are brand new to the fleet and pretty much brand new to the industry would you guys talk about uh, the two new additions especially the go-karts and laser tag
2: well, I spent sunset on the last night watching my husband run the go-kart track because that was his whole reason for being with me. But uh, he's, a, he's a race car driver. But, um, you know, I was impressed. I was standing up there and got treated to the best sunset in the world. The track takes up the entire upper deck. Wow. And I was really uh, surprised by the size of it. I expected, like, two little cars going, you know. But indeed, um, you know... I think they put out like eight or 10 cars at a time. Um, the sounds, it had all the, I just put it on my Facebook page. I hope the sound carried over, but they had the sounds of a track. You had the guy on the speaker, number 10, let off your brake, you know, do not mm-hmm. bump the car in front of you. I was really hysterical, <laughs> but uh, they did several laps. This is something that attracts an additional cost, mm-hmm. um, but for Kids and families that are looking to do that, in my case, even the big kids would get a big kick out of this. Teens would like this. Probably dads would like this, as well as the little kids. But, it's you know, it's organized. It's supervised. Um, there were many cars. Uh, they shut down in the afternoon, presumably to plug these things in and charge them, because I have to suspect they're probably electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very nicely done, and um, it's something that's never been seen before at sea, and just another part of the uh, the game changer that Norwegian is trying to bring to the the cruise ship marketplace.
1: So, were they noisy? Like, could you hear them for other from other places of the ship?
2: No, I never, because I never heard them. I was everywhere from back to front and top to bottom. Did not hear them in the least. When you go up, you check in on the lower deck and then where this takes place is up on the roof deck, like deck 19 on top of everything. And it's right behind the stack. And then there's nothing else on that deck. And the only thing on the deck below um, was the aqua racer section, the section with the, with where all the, the, uh, um, all the water slides depart from. And laser tag is also on deck 20, actually, all the way up, but down that's in the forward part of the ship. So no, it was very set apart. And I, even down by Margaritaville, which was two decks below it, I did not hear it at all.
1: Hmm, that's good. Cause that's, I mean, you want to have family. For it fun. Because
2: my husband, <laughs> yeah, my husband's going to be listening for it, so I would have heard it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you want to have family fun, but at the same time, like, I- I'm always conscious, like, I don't want to be disrupting other guests, so that's that's good to know. And then what about when you saw it, did you think, this is dangerous, they're going to go off the ship, or was it contained in a way that you're not worried about that?
2: Well, we control kidded the about speed. that. They control you the speed. Facebook page, you'll see the hot, you know, They and they've done it really nice. And it's with steel, and there's like steel beams going up in the air that light up at night with colored lights. Mm. So, uh, and and the the wall ends at a point that is like way higher than where where you know these you know you're sitting down in a race car mm-hmm. and a, a go kart. So um, that that railing, I mean, they would have to like go probably faster than they can go in it, and, and somehow get airborne. It would be probably not at all feasible or realistic to. To have a have one of those puppies go off the ship. I can't see that happening.
0: Nice. Well, they they also they control the speed. So uh they can slow you down and if you're going too slow, they can let you know that so you increase your speed. But I understand that there was someone who tried to go faster and they immediately slowed them down.
1: Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, my kids aren't old enough yet, but they're like, I want to test the boundaries on everything, and that would be one of the things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's controlled. Nice. Uh, it reminds me of, like, a Segway tour where, like, they give you the key fob, and, like, they start you off at, like, two miles an hour, and you then you get better, and they give you a little <laughs> bit more speed, something like that. <laughs> um, now, did you guys see any of the shows at all? Valerie, what about you? Yes, I did. I saw two shows. And so
0: Jersey Boys uh oh, yeah. was the first one I saw. And uh that was phenomenal. I actually sat near some individuals who had seen uh Jersey Boys on Broadway three times and they said this matched what they saw on on Broadway. It was it was absolutely fantastic. In fact, Frankie Valley, when they were in New York, Frankie Valley was on the ship watching Jersey Boys. Oh, nice. And he had uh, no, very good commentary there. as well. <laughs> for
1: real. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, so that that is a must-see. Um, that is absolutely fantastic. You make reservations for that uh, only because they want to be able to accommodate all the people on the ship so they're able to see these shows. Okay. The other show I saw was Havana. Okay. And this was a lot of dancing and music, you know, from that region. Uh, I would say when you see that, concentrate on that and not the storyline. It actually I was expecting more of the, the you know uh showgirl kind of um presentation that they had a, a storyline like to it that piano. I think actually took away. Quite oh. right, but I think it took away from this from the whole thing. So I would say when you go concentrate more on the dancing and the singles than the storyline for Santa.
1: Okay, that's a good tip. Sherry, anything from you? Well, I tried to get into the Cavern
2: Club. I've seen, I've certainly seen Jersey Boys I've seen this performance and they are really amazing. But I tried to get into the Cavern Club each night, which is named after the club in, uh, in Liverpool, in London, where the Beatles got their start. And I understand they were doing, a, a, a so to say, a, a tribute show down there for the Beatles. But by the time we did everything and ate and drank and, and, and go-karted and everything, I couldn't get down there. But it's just one of the many others, like the comedy club, the social comedy club, just another one of the options that are available for entertainment to the evening that we just did not have the time to get to.
1: Now, how is, and I am imagining there were no children on this ship, but how is children's programming working while all this is going on? Do do parents have the option to have date time or is it like you, You, you this is all stuff that the children are meant to come to and so you bring them?
2: Oh, there were some kids on the ship, but I think Valerie can probably talk a lot about the family programs, the kids' programs on there. Val?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the kids' programs go up into the evening to a certain time. so mm-hmm. And that's on any maps market cruise ship. So they all have these, family, these uh, programs for the children. So, uh, now if you're gonna stay out till morning, you know, that's, uh, more of a babysitting service that you're looking for. But, uh, they do, you're able to partake, uh, in some of the shows, absolutely. Um, you know, just the adults only, if you like, and have your children in the different programs that they have. And it's, again, it's age appropriate. So they, they have different programs for the smaller children and for the teenagers up to 17.
1: Now did you guys? The little ones are called (laughs) puppies. Oh, so appropriate. So is the children's programming coming at an additional cost and, and how does that typically work with babysitting?
0: The children's uh, programming is included in the cost. You simply have to register them and you can do that online before you get on the ship or you can do it when you are there. Uh, and the first day you get there, you want to take them yourself and introduce them and, um, and get them enrolled. Now, as far as babysitting services, there, there is an hourly fee for that. And, uh, typically that is done after the hours of the children's programming. And, uh, there, there is a cap on it as far as, you know, how long someone will stay. But the programming is always a part of, of the cost that you've already paid.
1: Great. And then what about, um, are there other venues or areas of the ship that we haven't covered that you want to uh, talk about before we move on?
0: Actually, there is. There was, uh, one area, and again, it's on the very top of the ship. Uh, it's around the corner from where the laser tag is. Mm-hmm. And so this is called the Vibe Beach Club. Okay. And this is for adults only. It will only hold 70 people. Okay. So what you want to do, you cannot pre-purchase this. You cannot make reservations for this ahead of time. It does come at an extra cost. So you want to get a pass, and it would be for the whole week. Okay. So if you're interested in this, and this is a, a big tip here, if you're interested in this section, it is adults only. It has a bar just for the people in the lounge area, your own jacuzzis, your own fun loungers and you're away from the other 4,000 people on the ship, and it is adults only. So as soon as you would get on the ship, you would have to go to guest services to purchase this, and it does come at a cost of $99 per adult, and they cap it at 70 people. So if this is something that you think that you would be interested in, let's say you're not in the Haven Suites, and you want an area that's just for you and some of your friends, as soon as you get on the ship, Head over there so you can purchase this package.
1: That's exactly what I thought. If you weren't in the Haven, maybe that was out of your budget, but you wanted kind of like a reserved area, that would be perfect. Yes. You just you have to make a beeline it for it. It is perfect. Cool. And I think that's reasonable.
2: I did notice a stage, too, so I suspect they probably have entertainment out there at night as well.
1: Yes. Right. Exactly. That's when they expect you to, like, entertain each other. There's just a, a guitar up there. They expect you to be able to play. That's that's for you to perform <laughs> at <that> Tertiary. <Sherry.
0: laughs>
1: so at these events for agents where they reveal these fun things, they also tend to make announcements for future developments and some, you know, exciting things happening in the cruise lines. Was there anything like that they mentioned or anything on the horizon for Norwegian ships that we should be aware of and be looking for in the future?
2: Well, I sat in a session, and a, an agent was next to me, and Bob Becker walks out on stage with Andy Stewart, who, of course, is the CEO who we all have the greatest reverence and respect for. He has done amazing things for the line, and we all love him. But here comes Bob Becker, and Bob Becker was known as the co-founder with Frank Del Rio of Oceana and Regent, mm. just a few short years ago, like 12 or 14 years ago. And she's like, oh, he's here now? Well, yeah. Oceania, Regent, and Norwegian are now sisters. And um, when you ask what my impressions were and what I felt, that's an influence that I felt from the very beginning on bliss. Whereas, although this has been a couple years in the making, I think since 15, I first really have felt it now on board, the bliss. And I think that that directs the future. Um, Valerie and I were both in the session where Bob Becker was talking about that they were um, more or less oceaning the ships, and that through 2019 they are all going to go over a multimillion-dollar makeover, and they're taking away the bright primary colors, the lime greens, the reds, the things you saw in the sky back in the days, and making it a more sophisticated, muted palette, and this is something that they're going to take all the way through their vessels. They already did a uh, down-to-the-steel dry dock. Uh, was it the Dawn, Valerie? that they already did one, and they're going to go through that, and they are bringing all their ships, which is, as they love to say, the youngest fleet at sea, back up to um, the, new, the new Norwegian standard, as well as they revealed four or five upcoming what it was, I believe, the Leonardo-class vessel, mm-hmm. which I did some mm-hmm. research because I was intrigued. And um, we know that the reason why the Sky is doing the Cuba itineraries is because it's small. The Sky, of course, is the weekend cruise that does five and four day, four night and five night sailings. Hmm. But they're doing Havana not just because you can't do seven days, or I did seven days on another vessel, but because of the draft of the ship and the size and the port accommodations in Havana. Uh, I've sailed Havana, I've been to Havana, I sell Havana, and um, that's a focus for them. But the big ships are never going to go there, or at least not until a whole new port infrastructure is there. So what's interesting, although they talked about the itineraries, we know that Bliss is purpose-built for Alaska, but we will see her in the Caribbean. We know they've got all sorts of great European sailings coming on. But here comes, in starting in, I believe, 20 Here comes a series of four of these smaller ships, and they are going to be about 3,000, which places them somewhere between the Oceana ships Mm -hmm. and the 4,000, you know, getaway, breakaway, escape blitz class of four, which really, as, again, I walk the ship from front to back, this is, you know, we tend to all lump these in the mega ships. But it's not a mega ship like the Royals, the Oasis class, because those are those hold fifty six hundred passengers. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they've got something coming down the pike for the future in the form of vessels. I think the smaller vessels, built lower to the water, more like a spa feeling, uh, a uh, a beach club, an all inclusive beach club on the water. That's where they're going, and I think we're going to see some stuff on the horizon. And they did not. Reveal anything further about that, except they're coming, and I think that plays into them upscaling Norwegian um, as far as the design, as yeah. far as the cuisine, which I felt was so amped up. And I can only just sit there and eat something and say, I feel like I'm on Oceana whereas we're used to mainstream food is mainstream food. And this was in the regular dining. It wasn't even in the specialty dining uh, that I felt a significant quality difference and inventive preparation. But I do believe they said that they brought chefs over from Celebrity to help mastermind the menu for Norwegian. And, of course, Frank Del Rio, who is now – well, you know, part and parcel of the of the deal. Who created Oceana is a foodie, wino, and art collector. So uh-huh. I think we're starting to feel a lot of this influence on this mainstream family line, which has no intention of changing from this, yeah. But making it um, a a classier, more elegant proposition with better food options, quality food options. And as you said, Megan, that this is something that Graham is going to be comfortable on, and Mom and Dad are going to enjoy, down to the little kids and everybody in between. And yeah. I'm just I f- I'm feeling that. I think we're going to they're going to be the one to watch. We're going to see a lot of changes in the future, uh, including to to continue to sail to Cuba on on the Sky. Who's going to get dry dock next year and and be made all beautiful as well?
1: I think that this. I was just talking to my husband about this about how people don't necessarily like being. You know, tendered in off of the bigger ships, unlike the little smaller, you know, kind of, I don't want to say tugboats. I'm trying to say ferry or shuttles, uh, that the, the appeal is to go on a smaller ship so that they can get into more unique and, you know, uh, less traveled ports. So it's interesting to see cruise lines building ships specifically for that purpose, which is great in the sense that they're listening to their customers. It's what they want, and they're giving it to them. So that's really good to know. Okay. That's,
2: that's what they spoke about is the way they were changing all their itineraries. You know, they were doing it based on the feedback. The ports, they talked about um, they're doing some new things that they wouldn't even reveal, but we sat off of great stirrup k and we were more or less doing figure eights and we're like don's like i'm in the sun i'm not in the sun i'm in the sun he's sitting on the balcony (laughs) we were doing figure eights and we later thought on the tv and they noticed they noted that it was because andy stewart and frank del rio had gotten on a tender and gone over to the island because they're doing some great infrastructure remodeling there and making um uh, cabanas, and they said, and these cabanas, you're going to have to pre-book them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want them, you don't get them on board. There are not that many of them. But they are focused on, um, for their, now these are their private out islands, mm-hmm. and they are focused on making them the best ones out there. And again, I think this is just all about, uh, the combined strength of these three cruise lines, bringing it all to the table and pumping up the volume.
1: Oh, I love it! You guys are making me excited to go on Norwegian. I took, I was last on a ship inspection of the Norwegian Dawn, and so I'm interested to see what it's like with the new muted colors and all those sort of things. And keep in mind you know, the difference between Norwegian and some of the other cruise
0: lines, mass market cruise lines, with the entertainment is Norwegian with with this class of ship, it's more Las Vegas style entertainment. Mm-hmm. They have more options for you. It's not just that one. You know, Broadway quality show that you're going to get and then some, you know, uh, honeymooners up there or, or individuals, you know, like a, like a romance show. This is truly, uh, you there's so many venues for entertainment, but it is more like going to Las Vegas.
1: Man, they should make that thing do a transatlantic. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, shoot. You know, uh, they do transatlantic. I really it is. Absolutely. They yes, do. It
0: they it's got to get there from here. <laughs> well, see, transatlantics take place the first the first week of May, mm-hmm. okay? They go to Europe, and then in October and November they come back. So that's when uh, the time is for transatlantic, and um, quite a few of the Norwegian ships do, uh,
1: do Europe, and so the ones that do Europe will always have a transatlantic both ways, going and coming. So Maybe. people say to me, and, why would you mm-hmm. ever do a transatlantic cruise? And I was actually talking to... Um, Cunard, I'm not going to give away his, his blow up his spot because we haven't planned our episode yet, but we were just both saying, why wouldn't you do a transatlantic cruise? Because the entertainment is so good. Like, they purposely plan it out. You're not going to be bored.
2: A lot of my older clientele that's retired that has the time to go, they live for those. It's so relaxing to them, and they're not looking for 12 forts in seven days and run, run, run. So if, why wouldn't you if you had the time?
0: hmm it just depends on how you like to cruise. Some people cruise because of the ports and some people cruise because of the sea days. Okay. And, and the cruise ship itself and what they offer. So, uh, it's just a style of cruising and that's the, you know, why you want to use the travel agent because we can tell you how many port days there are, how many sea days, there are, what, you know, what they have for you. So you won't be bored and transatlantic, uh, you know, they have a lot of sea days and some people, they who don't like sea days, that's not a good fit for them.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you guys have made a pretty good argument for sailing Norwegian, and specifically the Norwegian Bliss. Is there anything else that you guys want to include before we end the show?
2: Oh, I have one thing that just came to me. Okay. And again, we couldn't experience it, but it's the coolest thing in the world, I think. So they have also created, you know, I'm all about the food. They've yeah. also created the first barbecue restaurant at sea. But that's never been done because you can't have open flame on the sea. What are you going to do? Right. So they've introduced Q, as in the letter Q. Uh, it's, I'm sure, uh, a nod to Texas-style barbecue. And they have two big purpose-built Smokers and they mm. actually smoke their meat on board. And again, I've got a list of what I'm going to eat next time I'm on board. But um, the reviews have been fabulous. And again, this is just—I think they lay awake at night and try to think of what they can bring to to the open sea that's never been done before. Mm. And poof, there it is.
1: That's exciting, and that smell would drive me crazy. I, my husband would be there every meal. Like that would be fantastic. <laughs> 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 well thank you ladies for participating i will of course put all of your contact information in the show notes would you tell us individually how people can find you go ahead valerie you can find me you can email me my email address is the word travel at
0: journey dot info that is the easiest way to get in touch with me Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we can talk about cruises, all-inclusives, or any destination in the world where you want to go. Go
1: ahead, Sherry.
2: And I'm um, I'm also an email girl, but I'll respond however I can. Um, mine's a little more complicated. I'm Sherry S H A R I at your elegant escapes plural dot com. But also, an easy way to find me is to Google me with my first and last name, and I'll come up all over the place. I'm on Twitter as Vacation Sherry. I'm on Instagram as Elegant underscore Escape. Uh, just hunt around. You'll Valerie and I are hanging around out there. You hunt around, you'll find us.
1: Yeah, but I'll put all your information <laughs> down below in the show notes too. Uh, ladies, I thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Oh, and I do want to point out that both of these gals do mega groups, so if you have a family reunion or you want to do some sort of instead of travel or training, you know, you could do a whole conference at sea. These girls do mega groups. They get great, great group perks, and they just handle it seamlessly. So if you're uh, someone looking for a group or a family reunion type thing, these are your ladies. All right. This is Megan Chappa with Travel Radio Online saying Good night. <laughs>
0: You, my friend, have made a great choice by selecting this podcast. And there are other great choices like the Hey Travelpreneur podcast waiting for you at travelmarketmedia.com.